Yeah, and before I get out of here, you know, we're less than an hour away from Clemson and Duke. You know, I'm going to go ahead and give you the pick now. The pick is Clemson 27 to 17. So I got Duke covering the 13. Uh, I think Duke's defense, Mike Elko, is going to give them some issues early, but I think they'll work it out. And Clemson is just too talented. You know, I hope I'm wrong, but, you know, we'll see. But week one is in the books, right? The Colorado Buffaloes. How about it? Went into Fort Worth, Amen Carter Stadium, and shocked the world. You know, four receivers with over 100 yards. Travis Hunter playing over 100 snaps. Shadur looking like a Heisman candidate. You know, it's easy to forget that he was a four-star quarterback out of high school because he went to Jackson State. But, hey, that is what that man is. You know, uh, Travis Hunter, you know, one of the best players in the country, you know, could have came to Florida State. That one hurt. But, you know, it is what it is, right? So now, looking back at this, what's the takeaway? Everybody else in the world is like, hey, Colorado's a Pac-12 contender. Colorado this, Colorado that. 2-5 says pump the brakes just a little bit. I'm not telling you to slam on them, but just give them a little check to make sure they work. You know, I fear what I fear and what I hope not is this TCU Super Bowl because, you know, after the game, do you believe? Do you believe? I saw that bull junk you wrote. You know, 21 point underdog, 21 and a half point underdog. You won. I got news for you, Coach Prime. Half the teams that played this weekend were underdogs. You know, so now they go out here, win game one, and it's, Oh, y'all didn't believe in us. Y'all didn't believe in us. Did you beat Alabama? Did you beat Georgia? Did you beat Oregon? Did you beat USC? Did you beat Washington? So let's just chill for a minute. You know, obviously they got Nebraska coming in this weekend. So I imagine that they're going to win that game too. But before this month is over, they're going to play Oregon and USC. So I'm going to hold all judgment until then. You know, this was a great win. You got to give Colorado their credit. Coach Prime told you they were coming, and they came through. You know, TCU and Colorado both tried to give the game away, shooting themselves in the foot. Colorado, TCU came in, new quarterback, new offensive coordinator. You know, granted, that quarterback beat out Max Dugan last year, so, you know, no excuses. But, you know, just context, you know, Quentin Johnson's gone, Kendra Miller's gone. We all thought, most of us thought TCU was going to win, so we're going to eat that and say that we were wrong. But I don't know if we're ready to say that Colorado's a national title contender or a Pac-12 contender just yet. So, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a reserve and just relax on that one. Ohio State. What did Ohio State teach us? Ohio State taught us why a lot of these teams don't play big opponents in week one. Kyle McCord needed about a half to get his feet wet, and I still don't know if they're submerged in the water yet. You know, he finished 20 of 33 for 239. No touchdowns, but he did throw a pick. Uh, Marvin Harrison and Emeka Ibuka finished with five catches for 34 yards combined against Indiana, who came into the season. And a lot of us were speculating that their coach might not even make it through week five. But as we look at this, and I look back at Ohio State, it's one game. So same thing as Colorado. I don't want to overreact. But, but, you know, they're going to play Youngstown State this weekend, play my Hilltoppers, you know, the week after, and then they go to South Bend. 
So it's time to get it together. These are the tune-ups. And this is why people like me get frustrated because the rankings came out already, obviously, uh, starting the season at Ohio State. It was a top-four team. And why? We knew they were replacing a quarterback. You know, we know that over the last few years, C.J. Stroud, Justin Fields, Dwayne Haskins, rest in peace, you know, all these guys came in and just hit the ground running. But it doesn't always work like that. So is Ohio State the fourth or third or fifth best team in the country right now? Probably not. But they're going to be there because of their ranking, I mean, because of their name. And as the season goes on and they win some games, we're going to inflate what we think about them and forget all about this game as if it's not a part of the story. So if they go out here and lose a game, you know, at the end of the season, we're not going to look back at this game. We're just going to say, look how talented they are, and they're going to get in the playoffs anyway. You know, so, you know, and word to Michigan with the week schedule, East Carolina, J.J. McCarthy out here looking like the second coming of Peyton Manning. You know, everybody can't be Florida State and LSU. Now, with that being said, you know, LSU, Ooh, first game jitters. Did they choke it away last night? You know, it was 17 to 14 at halftime. You know, LSU had the momentum. They were getting big plays on short passes that they were just getting yak. Florida State was committing every penalty that you could think of. You know, so as a Seminole fan, I was sitting there like beyond frustrated, feeling like I had time warped back and Willie Taggart was the head coach. But then LSU... Got a late touchdown, but really were ineffective in the second half. Florida State dominated the second half, you know, outscored them 31 to 7. Reminded me a lot of last year. I told you they pushed LSU around, they beat them up, they dominated the game. And last year it came down to that extra point, and everybody said, Oh, it was such a close game. No, it wasn't. It was a lot like last night. The only difference was Florida State took control much later than they did, and that's why I figured Florida State would win because the game was in Orlando versus being in New Orleans, and if you could beat LSU in New Orleans, you could beat them closer to your place. Way to go, South Alabama, making me look like an ass, you know, getting mollywhopped by Tulane, but I'm going to take that on the chin because I can admit when I'm wrong. Notre Dame had no business playing Tennessee State, but I will – enjoy the moment because those Tennessee State players will always remember this. They will always remember that they got to play a game in South Bend. You know, Eddie George is the head coach, you know, like 56 to three final score. Now it gets real. NC State is next. You know, that defensive line is going to give Notre Dame some trouble. Sam Hartman has played against NC State before. So, you know, they got that going for him. Brendan Armstrong didn't look so great against UConn, so sign me up. I'm ready for this weekend along with Alabama hosting Texas, you know, Miami hosting A&M. It's all coming. So whatever I felt about week zero, I'm going to leave that in the past. You know, week one had some games that looked nice on paper, but they didn't really play out that way. I'm okay with that. So we're going to start off Labor Day with Duke and Clemson tonight. And we're going to work our way to this weekend, loaded weekend. Washington is for real. If you remember, I picked them in my playoff, you know, Michigan, Georgia, Washington, Florida State. Those were my four playoff teams. So, you know, I felt that Boise was going to be a tough matchup. Uh, they were for about a half. And then Michael Penix just said, hey, you know what? Why don't I just go bomb on you? So it's tough, right? Because when you got these quarterbacks, 
like Caleb Williams, for example, you have to be aware of his feet. You have to be aware of where he is. You know, where's the receivers? Where's the running backs? Where's his check down? Who's running behind us that we can't see, but he can. But with Washington, you know, Michael Penix just takes the snap and says, I'm going deep. You know, so you, you're covering their receivers 50 yards at a time, and they got three of them that could probably go start for just about any team in the country. So I saw out of Washington what I expected to see out of Washington. You know, their defense looked good, but it was Boise State. So a few more weeks just to see what that defense looks like as the competition offensively gets a little better. We'll go from there. Poor, poor Nebraska. They've seen this movie before with Scott Frost. Problem is, problem is, they brought in Casey Thompson last year out of Texas, and people said, well, hey, Texas recruited him. He must be pretty good. He played pretty well in limited action in Texas. Now they brought in Jeff Sims, who did not play well in a lot of action in Georgia Tech, coming off an injury as well. You know, this is what happens when you rely on a quarterback with a 58% completion percentage for his career, 31 touchdowns, and 26 interceptions. So I don't want to say this is what you get, but this is what you get when that's what you roll out there as your quarterback. That interception at the half killed Nebraska. Killed him. Why did he throw that ball? If he was going to throw it, why did he throw it out of bounds? He couldn't run it. They were out of timeouts, I understand. But there's just got to be a better way. You know, he's not a freshman. You know, he has enough experience to know better than that. And then, of course, there were the inter the late interception that set it all up. There was the fourth down and 10 play that could only happen to Nebraska. You know, so Minnesota, I ain't forgot about you. You better straighten it up. But now Nebraska goes to Boulder. And Boulder is going to be on fire this Saturday. You know, for one, it's Nebraska, and they hate Nebraska. You know, for two, Coach Prom got everybody riled up. You know, they beat TCU, and now it's time to rock and roll with Nebraska coming in there. So that's going to be a must-see game just off of the crowd, you know, just to see some more Travis Hunter and Shadur Sanders. Don't forget about Dylan Edwards. So, you know, Colorado, I, I came full circle back to them. It's a lot to talk about, like, they were impressive. You know, that's all I got to say. You know, Oregon State, my surprise uh, Pac-12 title game participant, you know, came out, looked good against San Jose State. You know, DJ Uyangale, you know, came out, looked the part. He looked about what I expected him to look out, look at in his first game. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. You know, North Carolina. Put the Molly Wap on South Carolina so the SEC 0 for 2 in their big games against the ACC. Week 1, I know, but that offensive line for South Carolina does not look good, and they got Georgia in two weeks. And if I remember correctly, it's between the hedges. So they're going to go between the hedges and get taken to the woodshed if they don't fix that offensive line. So, you know, lots of college football. I'm so happy. You know, week two, like I mentioned the games earlier, we're going to have some bar burners or, you know, slobber knockers, if you will. I'm excited. You know, NFL starts this week. It's just the best time of year. So do me a favor, like, review, subscribe, leave me some comments. Let me know what you took away from week one. Let me know what you expect in week two. Peace.